You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On Lakers. I'm your host, Harrison Fagan. Anthony Irwin is not with me today. He is still in Hawaii. For You know, for all the crap that he gives me about taking vacations and taking breaks, like, I only take breaks from this podcast when I have to go work, you know, at least for as long as I'm part of this podcast, however long that may continue to be. Um, But he is just off, like, gallivanting around Hawaii with his family on, like, a free vacation that he didn't have to pay anything for and it's just it's messed up and so real quick just before i get into who's replacing him a reminder that you can find the show on itunes audio boom tune in uh, no not audio boom i'm sorry tune in stitcher megaphone panoply today's fast break spotify alexa i think those are all of them this has gotten derailed really quickly. So I'm going to introduce uh, Jared Eprom, our Locked On Lakers not intern, who is joining me today. And Or actually, I guess I should introduce you as that little twerp Jared, which is how Anthony referred to you as on our last <laughs> podcast when he was giving me crap for not getting better guests while he was gone. So this is what we in the industry refer to as a radio war, where like I, you know, I have somebody say something bad about someone on my show. And then I bring that person on to say something bad about that person. And then it just goes back and forth. Yeah, and then you just – so I'm just teaching you ethical journalism right now. I, so, I, like, Jared, would you care to respond to Anthony calling you a little twerp? No, I think that's fine. He's, like, twice my age, so it's, like, little <laughs> – little, little is a fair, a fair definition. But f- from your introduction, you always clown on Anthony, and now – even though it's justified, you you make yourself sound like a shining light. Like I only miss the podcast for work while he's getting a paid vacation. When you know that's damn, that's what we that's when, what we do. <laughs> when you know damn well, if someone was like, you could go to Hawaii for free, you'd be like, yep, see ya, Anthony. You can we'll go just f- ignore that I miss podcasts to go to New York. <laughs> yeah, but you can go fend for yourself and try to find guests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's how this works. It's like we give each other unfair, an unfair hard time when the person isn't there to defend themselves. I'm like, honestly, I know he's not going to listen to this. He doesn't <laughs> listen. and He barely ever listens when he's on. He definitely doesn't <laughs> listen when he's not on. So on today's show, we are going to talk about the Lakers and not just Anthony's guesting habits. Um, so last podcast, I had Trevor Lane of Laker, my, uh, my colleague at Lakers Nation on, and we talked about the Lakers kind of free agents in that crossover episode. And, you know, the season's over. One thing that we didn't really talk a whole lot about was the young guys. And Like, we did a little bit at the end, but I wanted to bring you on, Jared, as, again, somebody who's mo- who is more of an outsider as a Celtics fan. Again, that is at by Jared Eprom. <laughs> you can tweet mean things about the Celtics at him when they inevitably choke in the first round at some point this series. Um, Pipe down. And so I brought in Jared as somebody who, like, has been raised to hate the Lakers. To like evaluate their young guys. You act like because... I'm like I'm in like Boston Celtics forums, and I found this nook in Los Angeles where only people from Boston reside, and they're just like, "Man, did you see Lonzo Ball set out the season? He's cursed." Yeah, he's, he's... like this. Like you're I wearing a Brian Scalabrini jersey. <laughs> okay, but can you blame me? Lakers fans wear Brian. Scalabrini yeah, the, the White Mamba is legendary, or the Red Mamba. Yeah. Um, 
And so, like, I, I wanted to bring you in because I figured it would lead to, like, a di- kind of different way to discuss these young guys for you as, like, someone who watched them because you were, like, basically hazed into doing it as part of your not-internship. So, like, I mean, I think we could probably agree on who the best young guys among this core are, right? Like, it's, it's lo- it goes Lonzo, Tyler Kuzma. <laughs> Lonzo, Kuzma. I'm going to need you to put, put your serious hat on here just for a minute. <laughs> Lonzo, Kuzma, Hart, and Thomas Bryant, I think, are like, I mean, just the order they were drafted in. I, I've seen some people. Does Ingram not count as young anymore? I was thinking more of the rookie class, but I guess it, that makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. So, like, I would still and it, okay, have. Okay, so are we, are we including Randall in that group, or is he too, is he. Uh, let's take Randall out of the Four years in is too old. <laughs> he's about the same age as Kuzma, but I'm not even sure he'll be back. So, like, let's talk yeah. about the guys that I'm pretty sure are going to be back. I'm not including Zubots in this discussion after the season he just had. So. <laughs> Let, let, let's. I guess let's rank them. This makes it a little bit more interesting because I was thinking just rookies, but you're right. Ingram should be kind of in this discussion as so well. So we're going Lonzo, Hart, Kuzma, Bryant, Ingram. That's well, the, I would not put Ingram fifth, but those no, are no, the no, five I'm guys. The, the five names. Hot That's not order. That's yeah, not those order. are the five. Those are the five names. Okay. Um, should we should we rank them? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd probably go Lonzo, Kuzma, Ingram, Hart, and then Bryant. What is what is the scale that we're grading on? Like, what is it like next season? Is it? I think just overall ceiling. I think like where we see them getting ceiling? to. Like where? Like where? Not ceiling because obviously, like that you could argue anyone's ceiling is like you know way way higher than it yeah. actually is. Just because like if everything goes right, but like where you kind of think they'll end up once okay. they're at their best. And okay. so for me, I I think I'd put Lonzo first. I'd put Kuzma second. I'd put Ingram third. I put Hart fourth and then Bryant fifth. And I honestly, like, after this year, like, a lot of people would probably be like, oh, why would you even, like, hesitate to put Hart over Bryant? Like, that wasn't, like, that's not, like, an easy call for me. I'm actually really high on Bryant after watching him in the well, G yeah, League. Well, yeah, you're just, because you think the G League is, like, you still think that's, like, No, it's because he's Kobe's son. It's because <laughs> he's Kobe's like son. An, it's like, and dude, he torched the G League guaranteed rotation player no he's it was the way that he torched the g league and like his size wasn't a deficit to him okay but like troy daniels torched the d league in different ways but that's a bryant torched the d league in a way that would it was the way that you he would theoretically play at the nba level he was just doing more of it the same with troy daniels he was shooting threes before so this is this is where like this is where the analysis you know can sometimes go faulty (laughs) with if if that's the case why isn't lorenzo brown in the league Do you know who Lorenzo Brown is? No, I have no he idea. He was the MVP is. of the G League. I think he plays for the Toronto. I did. I, actually, you know what? The name does ring a bell. Yeah, but I, he's like one of the three players I know in the G League. But yeah. Anyway, I would, I because Bryant is younger and because I think his skills are more translatable to the league. Whereas like a lot of these high scoring guards and guys like that that we see in the G League aren't going to get those same level of opportunities with the big team. Whereas Bryant got a lot of his stuff as like not the primary guy. He got more shots down in the G League than he'll get in the NBA. But it was running pick and roll. It was like running pick and pop. Like I, I think that he will be good. But I still like for now I'll put hard ahead of him. How would you rank the guys? Okay, so from five to one, I'm going Thomas Bryant, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Okay, so you have Ingram significantly higher than I do. Let's get into why you feel that way and why you're wrong uh, here in a second. Okay, so Jared, tell me why you are way too high on Brandon Ingram. So so personally, I I think there's a couple of things – um, I feel like you have to have Lonzo Ball either one or two. I don't think it could be a case where you have 
Ingram and Kuzma one, two, and then Ball three, because I think the way we see the NBA evolving, point guards like they're dominating the league. Like and every- he was just like, like for me, it's just, he was a plus defender in his rookie year. Yeah, and no, I, I, that's also the thing. It's just like so, even if like let, let's say like baseline, I guess, um, even if he doesn't develop a consistent jump shot, you know, he's still gonna be a very elite passer and he has the potential to be a plus defender maybe a little higher than plus he was already a plus defender yeah but like i'm saying like where you look at him and you're like wow that's a point guard defender i want like let's say like a top five defensive point guard like i think there's the room for that because he is athletic and even though he's not like an above the rim player like dennis smith i guess yeah he's like he's long like he gets in guys ways back yeah and like that's what matters and it's not like He's skinny, I guess, in a sense, but he's strong. Like Yeah, he's, and he's only going to get stronger. Yeah. Um, the reason I have Ingram won is because, like you said, he's still younger than Kuzma, right, Ingram? Yes. So if, if people think just because... Kuzma's 22 or 23. Yeah, because uh, he was a four-year. Yeah. yeah. So Three he, years. Okay. But he graduated, so... Interesting. Um, anyway, people think just because Kuzma's a rookie that he's younger when it's like... I think we people want to no take, like people yeah exactly like Randall and Kuzma are basically the same age yeah it's and, like people want to take years in the league as like oh look at his future like mm-hmm. oh he's a rookie he's going to play longer when typically it's like his age which like I think that Kuzma will make more like has more room to grow than Randall does just because like on so, some of the adjustments that you make and the improvements that you make are just by virtue of being in the NBA yeah so like even though they're the same age Kuzma hasn't had the same access and the same level of access to like training and tools yeah and this adjusting is what we're seeing with the Ben Simmons Donovan Mitchell rookie of the year debacle, yeah. which makes absolutely no sense because when has anyone ever cared about this award? nobody cared about it until like it, there was actually a reason to have that debate like yeah. this is the first year that there's been actually like a reason to yeah but i i think that my reason for putting putting ingram one is i think he has the best chance i don't think he's gonna be the best passer of this group because like i said i think lonzo will yeah. probably be in like five years will probably be the best pure point guard whatever you want to think of that um in the league but i think kuzma has the best chance to be a playmaker um in the sense that even if he's not recording the most assists he's doing the most for his team offensively as far as like a combined point total in scoring it like points he's creating whether it be by scoring or assists i think he will probably be leading out of this group and especially the top three so you just think he's going to be like the biggest offensive force yes on the team. that's and like i think he has room to grow defensively because like he's skinny but he's long and like if yeah. he can figure out a way and he's already like he he did pre- he did okay yeah he's not a bad it's here. not like he's a bad defender yeah. he's not he's not a turnstile but if he can just find a way to be okay like just okay not where like i don't think he's ever going to be the caliber of player where it's like he's carrying such a huge offensive load that they need to hide him on bad yeah um, like kind of what they were doing no like, some of his value is going to be from the defensive end yeah because he's just going to be able to disrupt things because yeah. he's long and he can you know not he's not going to average more than like a block and a half but he can block a shot yeah or, it's like i hate to make the kevin durant he, he's it, gotten it, too yeah. many kevin durant comparisons, it's too easy. but just in the way of like he can be a wing who can rotate over and protect the rim the way he, like, the way like not in the way that kevin durant does it yet like that's too much like like that's a bridge too far for now like we yeah. have to see some of that from him but he could be a guy who could do that sometimes, it's just the idea of what he's doing not to the level of what durant how durant yeah is playing. exactly 
It's like if if you wanted to give obviously because those were his comps because it's like you have all the tools to do this. There's like the here's the tall skinny guy. Yeah, Durant. The, uh, tall skinny right handed. There we go. Got it. But, yeah. Um, you know that's that's where my mindset is, and I think Kuzma Kuzma's probably um, more. I think he's the more like 2018 NBA prospect like. Oh, you want a tall dude that can get boards and shoot? Yeah, and can like play both both forward positions. Yeah, so, on some level, like he's still. I think he's always going to be best at the four. Well, because there's but, like, when are you ever going to need a six ten or six nine? Whatever he's like a guy that you know maybe you could give him a couple looks on the other team's best player on defense, like later in his career, just because of the length. Yeah, like and maybe he can just like like how the Thunder threw Kevin Durant at Kobe occasionally that first year. You're that saying they were from in the a playoff. defensive, yeah. So well, not this isn't even anywhere the same, but like kind of what they do with Harden, where like sometimes they'll just put Harden on the enemy te- or the enemy, the opposing team's like center, and it's just like, wait, what are you doing? Yeah, just like throwing of, something weird at them yeah, to make just them adjust, like, make them like, think, like, yeah, what is going on here? Like I, that's the the only way that I really see him playing the wing in a traditional sense. It's like he'll do it for a couple possessions here and there, but I think long term. He's always going to be best at the four. Yeah, definitely. And I think just it, we're just going to keep getting smaller. Yeah, so, like, I, I get what you're saying about Ingram, but the reason that I have Ball so much higher is because I think, like, wings like Ingram, they're valuable. But, like, if you have a point guard like Ball that can already come in and he's, like, as a rookie, he's a plus defender, one of the better point guard defenders in the league, like, by the numbers. And some of that is, like – KCP took the better, like, uh, perimeter score every game. Yeah. And so that helped Ball out because he didn't have to be that, like... Like, if it would have been Ball and D'Angelo Russell, then, like, Ball's <laughs> defensive numbers wouldn't have been as good because he would have been on probably, like, the better offensive player. But I think he's he's going to be a good defender. He already is a good defender on some level. And then he's already an impactful passer. He's an impactful pace setter. He is a guy who, like has kind of a transformative effect on the way that you play offense. Like, we see that in the way that the Lakers' assist rate was never higher when Ball was on the floor, and it was never lower than when he sat. Like, he is a guy who, when he is on the floor, you are going to play his style of play. And so, for me, I just think that with an offseason to kind of, you know, just to tweak things. Like, I'm not saying he's going to come in and be like a 38% three-point shooter yet next year. But if he can maybe just get to league average on shooting threes, which he was for a stretch. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, I don't think so either. If he doesn't have that horrific, what, like 25-game start where it was just like the dude couldn't even hit the logo on the backboard. Like, from from kind of that horrific start to, like, when he got injured and was done for the season, he was was about league average, I'd say. I'd say about league average. If I remember correctly based on the numbers. And... You know, I think so. He was there, and then if he gets, you know, he starts to learn a couple more moves to finish around the basket and things like that. I think he has like such a high ceiling because of the because of how good he was already, despite having those things. But like once he learns how to play, like this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but once he learns how to play basketball, like at the NBA level, he like his ceiling is really really high to me. And so this it's not like an indictment of Ingram. Yeah. It's more of just my belief in Ball. And the reason I put Kuzma ahead of Ingram is partially just because uh, for the sake of argument, I thought that you were gonna have like go Ball Ing- Ingram Kuzma. And so I was just like preparing for that. No. But also like I do think 
that there is a world where Kuzma is better. Because I, I get that Ingram's younger, so he does have more room to grow than Kuzma. But Kuzma already showed so much on the offensive end as like just a rookie who had not had to play against NBA players. He showed he hit the rookie wall like hard in the middle of the season, like yeah. smashed into that thing, blew up into a million pieces, and then put himself back together and was able to be a go-to scorer on a sprained ankle for like 10 games down the stretch yeah. with NBA teams having seen tape on him and fighting for playoff spots. And so I'm really high on what he could be with a summer of development in an NBA system and like being told by NBA coaches what to work on. And then like a couple years down the line, like I still think Ingram's going to be really good, but I do think that it's possible that Kuzma ends up being the better player. Yeah. Uh, one more, uh, one thing about Lonzo, and then I'm going to talk about kind of why I think Ingram has more potential. I think let's let's t- hold that for one second after the break. You're learning. Cool. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my main thing with Lonzo, I think for this offseason, more than his shooting, more than anything, is just like footwork. I think there were a lot earlier in the season, especially. I don't know how it kind of. It unfolded later in the season because he was like basically just a high volume three point shooter towards the end of the season. But yeah. at the beginning of the season, he would go in like to the paint, and his footwork for like floaters and layups and everything would just be kind of off, and it looked very rushed. He looks like out of control. Yeah, and it doesn't look. Which is weird for such a like not uh, he's not slow by normal human standards, but by NBA standards, he doesn't have that like incredible. Yeah, and burst. I think that's kind of what happens when you're practicing on a concrete basket in the back of your backyard where you have no traction where it's just like you can't really form proper floater footwork or you know finishing on the wrong foot on the right like the wrong foot wrong side like i think all of that still needs work and um something i was listening to yesterday was like kind of talking about how like victor oladipo like what he's really doing better now in Indiana is just finishing at the hoop because in Orlando, he was just not finishing well. And then when he got to the Thunder, he still wasn't finishing well. And everyone's like, oh, I wonder why Victor Oladipo is all of a sudden missing all these layups. And I was like, no, he did this in Orlando. You just didn't watch Magic yeah. Um And then now he's finishing better, which, you know, with a bunch of other things coming in line, helped him play. So I think if Lonzo can just establish himself as, like, someone you kind of have to guard in the paint, um, it'll really open up his passing and then you'll actually have to, like, play up. That's it. that's bigger to me than the three-point. That's bigger and more doable to me, given his length, than yeah. the three-point shooting. Because that's such a skill thing that just based on reps, you would think that he would learn just... Like, we saw it with Ingram last year. It's not the same thing, but we saw him learn how to finish around length a lot better as the season went on. You just you get your shot blocked enough times, or you get your shot affected enough times. You kind of learn those things. Yeah. And they've never played against rim protectors at an NBA level before. And so I think that, that like, if he can do that, you're absolutely right. Like, he's going to be able to swing the ball around even more, and teams aren't going to be able to, like, rondo him like they were this season. Yeah. And, like, it's just the thing where, like, I, I don't know if you saw, I think it's the graphic Haberstroh tweeted yesterday, where it was, like, the breakdown of where James Harden did all of his, like, scoring from in his, for game one, and, like, Paul George, and all of Paul George was, like, around the paint and, like, attacking the wing and, like, baseline, and all of James Harden was funneling into the middle of the paint. Yeah. Because that's where he gets his production. He's either shooting a three, he's driving to the middle, or he's driving to the middle of the paint and lobbing to Capella, dropping a like dropping something small to Capella, or kicking out to the corner. I think that's what Lonzo, like that's what you want from him is him getting to the paint, either being able to finish at the rim, putting up a floater, or just kicking it out. Yeah, I I hear everything you're saying and your point is taken, but uh, the Lakers don't have a great track record of young point guards being compared to James Harden <laughs> or or shooting. Yeah. To, to comp that, but. 
Anyway, um, and then my, my final thing, just why I have Ingram number one, is I think it's just a lot easier for a 6'10 forward to dominate the NBA than a 6'4 point guard. That's absolutely fair, um, I think. Like, because he'll, he, he's never going to be somebody who's getting a shot blocked all the time. He, yeah. can, he can just get a shot off over anyone. So as he continues to get better, and he was a good three-point shooter this season. Like, yeah. It wasn't his bread and butter. He didn't shoot a lot of them, but he was pretty good. Like, there's a chance it was an aberration, but I don't think so. Like, I think... the way With the way everything else trended upward, you'd think that it was not just a fluke. And, I mean, we still have we still have time to see. We don't know. Yeah, so I think that kind of wraps up that discussion on the young guys. Speaking of them, though, uh, there has been, like, a lot of talk over the end of the season. We are in the offseason, so, like, this is going to be a very offseason pod topic. (laughs) But there's a lot of talk, like, people were talking about Fortnite, I feel like. And it was funny watching, like, old broadcasters talk about Josh Hart and, like, his obsession with Fortnite. And they talked about it as, like, the Fortnite and have, like, no idea what it means. They probably just think he's, like, obsessed with two-week periods or whatever, but, like, so I actually, I I had a realization this morning when Lonzo Ball tweeted out that video of himself celebrating his win in Fortnite, and I know you have a take on that as well, but, like, I realized, like, man, I'm washed. Like, I'm almost 27 years old. I'm, like, the same age, I think, as Anthony was when we started calling him the grandpa of the group when we started podcasting together. And, like, I'm washed up. I don't even know what Fortnite is. Like, I know it's a video game. I know it's, like, a shooter on, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why it's, like, A, why it's so hard that Josh Hart would compare winning his first game to, like, winning a national title and Lonzo would wake his girlfriend up that's pregnant at 3 a.m. because he won for the first time. Yeah. So, like, Jared, as a young person... Can you explain to me and some of our listeners, like why why did why did the young people like the Fortnite? Um, I I don't know how detailed of a breakdown you want of the actual game. I'd say keep it under like like cliff notes under thirty seconds. Oh, of the actual game or of everything? Just of like like why is it why is it so hard and like uh like why are people so addicted to so it? So I think the reason people are addicted to it and why it's hard is because. While every game is the same map and nothing changes, the spawns of all the items are different every game. Like they're so the way you get items, they're either laying on the ground or there are chests that you can go and they like they give you like four to five items and they can either be really good guns or all you get are like grenades and like bandages. So the the unpredictability of that is kind of what keeps you drawing back because you could be really you could have really good aim you could be really good at building which we won't we don't need to get into that there's but building in this there's game. building which is like basically ninety five percent of what separates a like a decent player to like someone who's really good at the game so like building like houses no building like, like like you can build like a flat platform like a ground you can yeah. build a wall you can build a staircase or you can build like a triangle which is basically like a rooftop but okay um so like that is what separates a good from a great player but the reason everyone keeps coming back to it is because every game is different and like you just want to see how far you can get because and i think what happened like when he's talking about um like it's it's as hard as winning a national championship is because like when you get to those final stages so the way it happens like there's the whole map and then every so often like everything it's every two and a half minutes it gets smaller and smaller and there's Uh a storm that like damages you if you're inside it and the damage increases throughout the later stages of the game okay so like at the beginning it's like one damage per second and then at the end it's like 15 damage per second and you only have 100 health okay so 
like when you get into these small like circumstances, it gets really like it's like the clutch. Yeah. But then you don't know what the other person has because they can just pull out a rocket and blow. So you I up. guess we can say like if Lonzo finally won, we can say he has the clutch gene, Mamba <laughs> mentality. You speaking Lakers bloggers and this <gasps> stupid Mamba mentality. I mean, to be fair, I do it a little bit mockingly. Everyone does it mockingly. No, no one, that's not no true. No one takes this shtick no, seriously. No, 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 that's not true. We there are very much this. people we'll, that... We'll stick to there Fortnite. were very angry people in my mentions all of this year and last year that the young players didn't have Mamba mentality and that's why they couldn't win games. Yeah, the, the, the Mamba mentality at 21 and, what is that, 61. Man, you really... Could have got to 25 wins. Yep. We've really turned our season around. Yep. And um, then not drafted Lonzo. Yeah. That, like, oh, that injury-prone bust, <laughs> as could. those same people would say. Who was the fourth pick this year? I can't even remember. Who's after Tatum? Whatever. But, like, you could have had him, and he's probably not good. But yeah. um, I think, like, the what like Hart said about, like, it's hard as na- winning a national championship is, like, you can game plan a team all year, and then, like, we saw in this year's national championship – DiVincenzo goes for like I don't even know what he finished like thirty one something thirty something. something okay and he's just this bench player who's like you you look at him a little bit like you'll watch film on him you'll kind of look but like you're not expecting this dude to go for thirty one and like at the same time you can have this really intense build off with someone and then they just like a damage trap is just built in their structure and you just die okay and so it, like things like that just happen I feel like I understand Fortnite like. You definitely fifteen to twenty percent more. Well, yeah. There's I didn't even you didn't even explain the actual I didn't even explain the actual game to you. Well, I understand that it's like now I understand that it's a shooter and that there's building involved yeah. and that there's like a storm that hurts you. Yeah. And that it's really hard to win. Like you have to come through in the clutch. Yeah, basically. Okay. So that this has been the locked on Lakers no, guy. I need my take in. Oh yes, actually Lonzo. that's not true. You have a Jared has a, has a Jared's hot take. We won't play the sound effect for. <laughs> there's no sound effect. Oh, there's a that. sound effect. No, yeah, there's there, there's for a, Jared's hot take or no, no, no. There's a, there's a sound effect for Harrison's hot take. Okay, well I don't it's, want it's your an explode. It's an exploding building. <laughs> of course it is. But so the thing, the only reason Harrison's talking about this is because there was the video of Lonzo that surfaced early this morning. Um, with him winning his first solo game and then him proceeding to celebrate with his girlfriend in the room. I believe he yelled, I am the champ, repeatedly. Something like that. Um, The reason this leads me to believe that that the video, I think it's fake, is because I've watched Ball in the Family and... Careful with your language here. whatever, Whatever you think about his girlfriend, in the show, they perceive her to be someone who complains and is very critical of Lonzo's actions and every time you miss, like missteps she kind of like ruminates on it and she's in a very bad mood and then she like talks about it with jello's girlfriend or with you know whoever i don't know how she would be so accepting of him screaming at three in the morning while she's quote unquote asleep or trying to sleep and then just smile it off hug him and then while he's throwing a camera in her face do you think it's because she realizes that she's on camera no i think if she was on camera she would be like turn it off like if she was, if this was genuinely a thing where she's in slumber and he, she gets woken no, up. No, see, because like when I get woken up, I don't really get mad. I just like am like, what? Wait, but you're what, not in what a general. You're not generally in a pissy mood where you criticize everyone else's things and like take it personally and ruminate on. Thank it you and, for saying that. Yeah. I think I think our employees at the Daily Titan, our fellow coworkers <laughs> at the Daily Titan, might disagree with you. But I've been nice to you, I guess. Yeah, so. I'm just saying that like the way she has come off. And what regard this may not be who she is. This may just be how the reality show portrays her to be. But she seems like someone who is very bothered by Lonzo's decisions and would get angry at little, like things that being woken up at three fifteen a.m. Exactly a over a fortnight win. So 
I think it's fake. I think that maybe she wasn't sleeping. Not that he told her, like, hey, babe, pretend to get excited when I win this game. I think it's more like she wasn't actually asleep and the media is just portraying her to be asleep because she was in bed. That's where I'm at. Okay. So Jared just called fake news on the Fortnite Lonzo video industrial complex. It, it was a it was a false flag win by Lonzo. Maybe he faked the Fortnite screen. We've got to check it, see if it was CGI. Um, at this point... I think I have to end the show because if I if I continue talking about Fortnite, You're gonna get like I'm gonna the, then Anthony's gonna find out about it because like, you got one somebody's gonna complain to him. You came so, on my Lakers podcast and talked about yeah, video he, game. Yeah, he knows I'm on my Kobe farewell tour right now, so I can <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I have, I have amnesty. Um, so that this has been Locked On Lakers. You can find the show on iTunes, Megaphone, Panoply, TuneIn, Stitcher, Today's Fast Break, Spotify, Alexa. Anywhere podcasts are bought and sold. Jared, thank you for coming on the show and explaining Fortnite and arguing about the Lakers young guys. Um, We will talk to you guys on Friday next. I will be back. I believe Coach Dad will be joining me, but no promises. And uh, Coach Dad? Yeah, Laker Film Room. Oh, okay. My internet dad. Yeah, I didn't know what you called him. Yeah, so Coach Dad may be on the show. He might not be. We're trying to make it work. If it doesn't work, I will find another guest. And, uh, you know, we will talk to you guys then. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 